Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcade, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. Ryan for the win. Chad Ryland. It's good. That was supposed to be a punching the clock end to Christmas Eve. Instead, Belichick's last stand, perhaps a, uh, a, a a convincing of Robert Kraft to keep him around. This was supposed to be a football Sunday with Andy Gresh and also Christian Arkin. It is not Ken Laird filling in along with Shime Time, Chris Shime, who has gone from flex time Shime to never takes a day off Shime. Impressive stuff. Back again today. We Thank appreciate you, it. And Mike the fiance, Mike Cadillac, <laughs> who just proposed to his longtime girlfriend and got a yes Last got night, a yes, got a yes. Last yes, night, congratulations. Appreciate sir. it. Thank you, guys, and welcome. We'll be here all day. And we got uh, Fourier joining us. Wiggy, Tommy, current live from Buffalo, and Sal Sports, Sal Capaccio, our Odyssey insider for the Bills out at Highmark Stadium. But first, looking back a week ago, guys, what did that win mean to you? Was it impressive? Did it change anything in the whole Belichick? Craft uh, collision course that's coming up. Shime, start with you. No, I, I don't think it changes much. I mean, you're just kind of... Belichick wants to win football games. His team wants to win football games. They're not into the whole tanking idea like the rest of us, uh, you know, Madden-playing fans are, and that's just kind of the way it is. Like, this team wants to win football games. Zappy wants to prove he deserves to start or at least play in the NFL. Um, this defense is good. They've been good all season. They keep games close. Yeah, the second half isn't exactly what you wanted to see. Uh, I kind of expected the Patriots to get a lead, give me a good game, and then blow it at the end. And that way you keep your draft spot, but I get enjoyment out of the game. Uh, however, somehow they, they ended up getting the game-winning kick, and that's what happens when you don't turn the f- football over a bunch. Well, they did blow the lead, but they yeah. still won the game, backed up at mile high. Right. Crowd was going crazy. You're without Hunter Henry. You're without Jabril Peppers. I mean, it is kind of impressive against a team that needed that game to make the postseason. It was. It was an impressive win, and it it shows you, like you said, Shime, that they're going to fight, and they're not just going to lay down and die, and that would have been the spot to do it. Christmas Eve, you're out of the playoffs. Like you said, Ken, they're in the playoffs. They are searching for a playoff spot, 
And they come in and, like you said, they blow the lead and then they they pull out a win. And so it's impressive to see them fight like that because they're not really playing for anything, but they do want to play for Bill. They said it all week. They continue to say it. It stinks for us. It stinks for fans for them to win games because you do want that high draft that high draft pick. But I've said it a million times. I've written it a million times. A team is not going to actively tank. You just can't do it. There's too much that goes in. You're not going to pull up on tackles. You're not going to purposely, you know, call a run play despite what Joe Judge might have done in in with the Jet or the Giants a few years ago. But it's it's good to see them win a game. I guess it shows that they have some building blocks here. Guys like Christian Barmore playing well with three sacks and. Um, and Zappy's trying to prove himself too, but uh, it does them no good to win football games right now. It just doesn't. Well, we'll update the Tankathon uh, standings, which were updated yes. by strength of schedule last night, so give you that in a moment. But I think it leads to this new NFL Network story as our Cars for Kids storyline, Sunday storylines today, brought to you by Cars for Kids. Old car giving you problems. Why not donate it? Call one eight seven seven cars for kids today So Pelissero, Shime, and Rapsheet, penned this about 12 hours ago. It's up at NFL Network, NFL.com. Cadillac just retweeted a big snippet from his site. They're going through the coaching carousel and what may happen in the offseason with a number of teams. And when they get to the Patriots, they state in here definitively a couple things. Number one, owner Robert Kraft and head coach Bill Belichick still haven't met to discuss the future. So start there. Do you believe that? Do you believe they haven't spoken? Well, I believe there's a chance they haven't met, but I do think they've spoken. They can, you know, there's this cool invention, Ken. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. Uh, actually, Greg was yeah, there Bill's when it was invented. Text. He, he texts the wrong Brian to, to various coaches. Well, that's why he doesn't text. He probably calls. Okay. In, right. And Kraft is probably the same way, seeing as, you know, they're both old. And so, anyway. I noticed Kraft in uh, the story. He writes, Kraft, 82, blah, blah, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah. blah. Like exactly. they, they make sure they know he's pretty freaking Right. Old. And so I, I am still under, very much under the belief that they have spoken about what is coming and what will happen. I I don't know exactly what direction that means they're going in. I have a feeling that Bill is going to step away at least, or there will be some kind of, I don't want to use, I hate the term elegant uncoupling or whatever. Mutual ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's basically like what they did with the Red Sox did with Alex Cora when he got accused of cheating. It's like, yeah, you're going to go your way. We're going to go our way. It is what it is. And that's how I've all, that's kind of how I felt this entire time. Um, But I absolutely believe they have spoken about this. Okay. Well, it continues here in the first graph, Cadillac. Until they do speak, there will be more questions than answers about how this plays out, and there remains a scenario where Belichick returns to New England for a 25th season, period. Belichick, 71, (laughs) intends to coach in 2024. He's motivated to break Don Shula's all-times win record. So that's news in and of itself. Right. Bill's coaching somewhere, and it's not a shut door here. And I do wonder if a win like last week, just plays on Kraft's emotions a little bit. He's got to be impressed by some of what he saw there on that field. That's what I think, and I think you you look back at the a few weeks ago when Tom Curran reports the, you know, the, the decision was made in in Germany. And looking back at that, I kind of think that it was probably the Kraft sitting there and saying, "Let's not forget how we feel today, and let's not let emotions get you know get into this down the stretch of the season because we're sitting here, we're on an international stage, and we just got." pantsed by the Indianapolis Colts and our quarterbacks thinks and you know everything that happened out there in Germany so let's not forget this but I do think Ken like you said you start to win some games you see them fighting for Belichick you hear them talking that we want to play for him and we like him and we want him to be our coach and you look at a game like that where their backs were kind of against the wall against Denver they let they blow the lead and then they come in and win and so like I, I think where in the Rappaport story it says 
the door isn't shut on Bill returning to New England. I think when this conversation, which they're reporting hasn't happened, does end up you know, going, they do move forward with this conversation. I think it's not going to be a, this is just my, my thought looking at it, I think they need a general manager. And I think everybody's under that impression that they need to take personnel away from Bill Belichick. If they go in that meeting and Kraft says, we want you to coach, we don't want you to be the general manager, we want to have someone help you with personnel, and Bill, Bill says yes, I think that's the only way he comes back. But hasn't that already happened? I mean, they kind of tried that, right? I mean, Kraft, I believe, made the Mac pick, and we've got Grow in there, and it's been more collaborative. The C word's been thrown yeah. around. So how do you go a step further with that? I think you keep Bill out of the room, period? Maybe not to keep him out of the room, because, again, he's going to have to have say, because he is the head coach, and you're going to want to, you know, these are the players I want to coach. You know, the whole I want to pick the groceries thing with, with Parcells however many years ago. But I think you need a general manager. I think they need to be out of – you need to bring someone else in. Because it can't – you can't just promote Macro. Because if you just promote Macro and change his title from director of player personnel to general manager, it's going to be the same exact thing. Because he's I just going to be a yes-man to Bill. I think Bill is going to walk in and demand the complete opposite. Like, I think he wants to regain more power. Yeah. And his – well, I think his argument, too, is is look at the guys who I have brought in that, that trust me. Guys like Jelani Tavai, mm-hmm. Jabril Peppers, uh, you know, uh, Dietrich Wise – Bailey Zappi, these yep. guys came out and they've played their asses off and they've been pretty good. And then the guys you picked, Kraft and Grow, the guys you put upon me, the Jack Joneses, the Mac Joneses, have all dissented. JC Jackson, they have all dissented. They don't want to be here. They've created chaos in my locker room. I want to go back to picking the groceries. And so it's going to come down to, I think, him being the, saying the complete opposite of what Kraft may or may not want right. and saying, I want to be fully in charge again. Otherwise, I'm done. I'm out of here. This is stupid. If they beat Buffalo today, they're 14-point dogs. The Bills have not clinched the playoff spot. They would drop with a loss to about a 45% chance of making it. They'd have to go to Miami next week and win a tough game on the road, could that even further sway Kraft to say, you know what, we can't let Bill go. He's done too much with too little on this defense. Because there is a, a risk, Shime, if Bill goes and another coach comes in, whoever that may be, the, the the goods of this team, that being mostly on the defensive side, that goes away. And all of a sudden, you regress in one area. A lot of that spoils. And and the other issue, too, is, is if you get a coach, like you should, outside of the Bill tree, so you're not going to your... Your uh, Gerard Mayo's, Josh McDaniel's, Brian Flores's of the world. All mentioned you, in that report. All, article, all mentioned <laughs> as possible choices, which is insane to me. Once, <laughs> if you go outside the organization and you get a young, offensive-minded head coach to come in, he is going to have to have to start from complete scratch. He's going to have to bring in his own defensive coordinator. He's going to have to replace 90% of the staff because all... Everybody in this building is a Bill Belichick guy, and that is the major issue with moving on from Bill Belichick at this point is it's not going to be a one-year process. You can't expect to bring in a brand-new coach and be right back in the playoffs because they are going to have to change the entire culture and personnel He's in that in facility. of everything in that Everything. Building. His I, fingers are in yes. everything. Every, from from PR to... To they, the training staff. Social media. Like, they cover... They have their hands and fingerprints on everything. So, it, like you said, it's not going to be a one-year process. And talking about Kraft's age again, and ho- however involved Jonathan may be, like, they have a lot of work to do if they do clean house. And how adamant he was before the season that they their goal was to get back and win a playoff right. game. Like, he doesn't want to sit and wait. And if you bring in a new guy, even if it's a guy in the Belichick tree, you cannot expect to just be back in the playoffs next year. You That is... 
one of the most ridiculous thought processes, yeah. even with a guy like Drake May, who I love and think makes you a, a unbel- much better team, it is difficult to imagine that you're just right back in the playoffs and winning a game. They may think, though, that Mayo and Bill O'Brien, if they go that path, can give you the best of both worlds. You, go, you stay in house with two guys who have been here and know the culture well enough that you would think that transition is smooth. Mayo keeps the great stuff you've got going on defense. The players play for him. They love him. And you add to that now a new offensive. Uh, uh, then you got to bring approach. in a GM too. So right. do you promote right. Macro? Like he, like you said, you mentioned Shime. He, he he hasn't done a good job. And there was a time last he season where I was I was wrong on Macro. And I there was I think it was after the Cleveland game where Tyquan Thornton had two touchdowns and Zappy went off and I think Pierre Strong scored a touchdown and like that that clap Jack Jones was going pick six for pick six every week it felt like and they were rolling and I was like. Macro can do this, and now all of a sudden, it's just been a complete train wreck. So they do. They need to go out. They're going to have to go out of house. I don't outsource. Outside the circle they're gonna, they're of trust. Outs- yeah, they're going to outsource a, uh, a general manager here, and I think that Dave that Ziegler to- back? Take him back from the Raiders? Would he Would he do it? I mean, maybe. Uh, do he you, might do it. Do you, got, do you hire a guy like Tom Telesco? I love Telesco. Do, do you? Yeah. I, so I don't. I think some of the contracts he handed out were dumb. Yeah. Um, but drafting-wise, he's been fine. Yeah. Uh, I guess do you try and lure like a guy like Monty Austin Fort away from Arizona? Uh, do you try and convince Casario to come back? Like I don't know. I have a hard time thinking that. Right, they so, built up Houston. Like, is there any way you can pull Pioli out of retirement? Like, is is that angle gig. he would go? Like, if, if you're gonna go with guys that have been connected to the Patriots in right. the past, uh, the the guy from Tennessee, Robinson, he's John available, Robinson, right? Yeah. So maybe he's a guy you kind of target. Was the guy that was with Atlanta? Dimitrov, Thomas Dimitrov. Yep, those guys yeah. feel like they're around. So those, to me, would be options if they were to simply promote Gerard Mayo and and give Bill, Bill O'Brien full control of the offense. All right, we'll be discussing it all morning here. Football Sunday, we'll get Tommy Curran's thoughts. He, of course, was the first to report that they had sort of made up their minds uh, after that Germany game, after the Colts game. However, nothing is ever official until it's official, and even, even Curran has said that. Wiggy with his keys, 1145, Christian Fourier at noon. We'll get a Bills report at 10.30 from Sal Sports. Sal Capaccio, who's covered the Bills for a long time. Some some discussion about what's going on with the Bills' future. Should they not finish strong here? It's been seven years of McDermott. He's made the playoffs four years in a row. This could be a fifth. However, they still have not, of course, got the big ones. So all that to be uh, determined today. And an update on the Tankathon standings. That and more from Shine and What's Trending. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Second and goal. Jones swings it. So where were you on October 22nd? Mac Jones led a fourth quarter comeback. Bill Belichick won his 300th, and the Patriots beat the Bills 29-25. Mac to Gasicki with 12 seconds left. That was this year. Hard to believe it Crazy. was this year, Mike Cadlick. Mac's final win as an NFL quarterback. Oh, wow. Think about that. And here we are today, a chance whoa, to whoa, sweep whoa. the He's Bills. He's not going to play again anywhere? No. He'll never start again? No. Interesting. That is Shime. He's a Mac hater, but he is primetime yeah, Shime. He has been all over the place and doing a great job here. Thank you. Fill in Appreciate week. it. Flex time Shime. Primetime Shime. Mike Cadlick, of course, covered the Patriots and has done a great job all year. He is now a fiancé. He is Mike the fiancé. I'm Ken Laird in for Gresh and Arkan, who both are out here today on Football Sunday. Tommy Curran joins us at 11, and in just about seven minutes, we'll get a Bills report from Sal Capaccio. But back to the Tankathon standings. Okay, so Shime went through that in the uh, trending. Patriots now have the third pick. So despite a tragic win last week, which almost cost them a chance at either Drake May or Williams or Marv, they're back in the top three. Thank God. However, it's tenuous. You need to lose today. You've got to lose to the Jets. You've got to take care of business to get one of those two QBs a shot at them. Do you think that happens, or are you nervous about next week? Here's here's a proposition, Ken. I think they win one, if not both, of the next two games and still get one of those top two quarterbacks. And how does dun, that dun, happen? Dun. Uh, Trade up? Yesterday... It was announced that Matt Eberflus will keep his job as head coach of the Chicago Bears. To me, that indicates that they might even be leaning towards allowing Justin Fields to retain his position as wow. starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, especially because they're technically still in the playoff hunt. Um, so if they beat Atlanta today, I think that just even further secures Fields' a spot, and I think there's a very high likelihood the Bears are interested in trading out of one, the Cardinals would be interested in trading out of two because I think they are firmly ensconced in riding with Kyler Murray uh, and new head coach Jonathan Gannon. And so both of those teams would be looking at Joe Alt, Olu Fashanu, and Marvin Harrison at that three to five range. And so it allows the New England Patriots, being at three or four, it doesn't really matter, to easily slide up for minimal price and still acquire one of the starting quarterbacks, if they so chose, if they wanted to, um, if if they didn't have Jaden Daniels ranked as high as those guys, which would be crazy to me, um, and and still win games and still acquire the quarterback. The only problem there is if you win two games, you're a six-win team, and the Giants, the Chargers, and the Titans all are sitting with five wins, so you could fall down to the seventh or eighth pick in the draft at that, at that yeah. point if you're not careful. Uh, you know, I don't think Bill Belichick cares at, at all about this, as we've seen. He's chasing Shula, and they played to win last week. He'll do so again today. What do you think, Mike, about the whole draft scenario? Though? No, and nor should they play to lose. I mean, I just said it last segment, too. Like, they're not going to sit there and actively play to lose and worry about the draft status and draft picks right now. But we have to talk about it, and we have to look at it, and we have to refresh Tankathon every single 
every single time there's every kickoffs. Minute. Yeah, literally every minute over the next, you know, the next eight hours when these games play off. Um, I'm with you, Shime. I look at the situation in Chicago, which I, I do think it's kind of kind of crazy to keep going with the Eberflus. I mean, maybe they, I don't, obviously don't cover that team all the time, so I don't see kind of what he does there, but I think they need a reset there. But if they're going to go with him, I'm, I'm thinking they're probably going to keep going with Fields if he continues to play well, so they could trade out a one. Um, and yeah, if the Patriots, look, whatever they do, they need a quarterback. And I think Zappi has played well the last couple weeks, um, but I still don't think he's the, like, the big picture is always we need to win a Super Bowl. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Bailey Zappi as your quarterback, and that's what they need to look at moving forward next season. That's what whoever they bring in as a general manager needs to look at. So if they come in and they have the decision to make, should we trade up to the number one pick? I think you absolutely have to do it. And then you get your pick at whoever you want, whether it's, like you said, Marvin Harrison, if you really want to go that route, but one of the two quarterbacks in Caleb Williams or Drake May. And I think that's kind of why, like, the best-case scenario I see for the Patriots is play a good game today, keep it close, you lose. Right. Kick the crap out of the Jets in Week 18 because Belichick hates the Jets, and that's just a good way, a good note for Belichick to go out on is beating the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. You end up at five wins, and at worst, at absolute worst, you are the fifth pick in the draft. Well, do they have a chance to win today? I mean, Shime, you and Curtis were talking earlier in the week like this might be Black a close Hawks. game. Boomer Esiason came on for uh, the kickoff of Boomer Valenti earlier and said, blowout city, blowout written all over it. Bill's coming off the close win Patriots coming off an emotional win, unexpected, and it just goes the other way this week. Yeah, I I don't see it that way. Like, I look at it, I I look at what they did against this Buffalo team last time. Jelani Tavai even kind of hinted at it when he was on with us on Friday. He... They are going to be focused on turning the football over. Tavai outright said, we've seen James Cook fumble the football on tape. We're going to target that. I think that's going to be a point of emphasis, and I mean, last time Josh Allen threw an interception on the first pass. So if that happens, if the Patriots get any kind of lead in this game, they're going to sit on it. They're going to try and run the football. This is the best run defense in football over the last two months. Uh, James Cook is going to have a very difficult time. It's going to be all on Josh Allen. And we know Josh Allen, if he plays Superman, has that Brett Favre quality where he could throw three picks in the game, and the Patriots are very much in this. I just don't see it. I don't see them winning the game. And I, I, I see your point with you know the run defense and James Cook and them trying to get him going, but... You look at this Patriots, sec- and as good as the defense has been as a whole, you look at their secondary today, and you have cornerbacks uh, Alex Austin, Sean Wade, now new Marco Wilson coming in. Jonathan Jones, okay, that's that's fine, but he he hasn't played great against these these Bills uh, wide receivers in the past. At safety, Kyle Duggar is a game time decision with an illness. Jabril Peppers, uh, game time decision. I think he might even be ruled out. I I forget where we're at there, but uh, the safeties are banged up. The whole secondary is banged up. You're looking at some really you know. Low, lowly tiered, I guess, uh, cornerbacks against Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs with Josh Allen. So I just think that they're going to try and throw the football all day. I think they're going to probably have some success with it. I know Allen could throw picks and he's susceptible to that, but I just think the passing offense for them is going to be flying high against the Patriots defense today. And offensively, you're down, or Trent Brown's banged up. Everybody's banged up on the offensive line, and the Bills have one of the best pass rushers in football. They're third in sacks with 50 this season. They're going to get after Zappi. He's handled the pressure well over the last couple weeks, but is it is he going to you know be able to do it again? That's just, I just don't see it this week. Well, let's head to Buffalo for a report here on WEI Football Sunday. Laird Scheim and Cadillac in today in our Odyssey uh, compadre on the Harbor One Hotline. Sal Sports, Sal Capaccio, longtime Bills reporter, joins us now from Highmark Stadium. Hello, Sal. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Happy New Year. And same to you. What's the weather? We start there. Beautiful. 
for Buffalo this time of year. I mean, kind of probably maybe, I don't know what it is in New England, but I know I've been there quite a bit in December the last few years. Bill's playing there. It's about similar to what we've had there. Um, so today, mid-30s, but calm, no precipitation. I think we'll take it. Good. And uh, where are the Bills mindset-wise coming in? Obviously an important game. Well, they've won three in a row. They're playing some of their better football. They're getting healthier at the right time. They've activated Daquan Jones back to the active roster. He's been out since the London game in week five. That's a really big addition to their defensive line. But more than anything, they know they just have to keep winning, guys. I mean, they put themselves in a tough position. Obviously, some losses they feel they shouldn't have had and didn't play their best, including up in New England uh, early in the season, as you know. Uh, But now it's about winning. And they can get in today with some help around the league. They can also, if the Bills win today and the Ravens beat the Dolphins, the Bills are playing for the AFC East Division title next week down in Miami. They know that. So um, this is a big game for this organization, this team, to not only, A, make sure they get into the playoffs, which they feel that, you know, they put themselves in a spot where, you know, they don't want to be right now, but they can keep winning and do that, and B, possibly even still playing for a division championship and even have the two-seed very much alive if things go their way today. So this Bills uh, Bills team watching from afar and paying attention, it's really been up and down, and obviously at one point they are 500 uh, they end up firing Ken Dorsey, and they bring in Joe Brady to take over on offense. And it really seems like everything's clicking uh, thus far with them. Josh Allen looks like he's, you know, closing in and back to MVP caliber MVP caliber football. And like you mentioned, they've won three in a row. How much has that offense really changed with the uh, with the decision to move to Joe Brady? And do you think that uh, can be successful moving forward into the postseason for them? Yeah, I, I do think the Joe Brady switch has really helped and energized this offense. And when they made the switch, Sean McDermott kept using that word energy, energy, and you know, I just think that, you know, the personalities they have on this team, the type of way that these guys want to play, they, they needed infusion of energy. They didn't have it. They're playing, seemed like they, Joe, Josh called at one point a, a you know, a low confidence or something like that. Not low confidence. There was a, like a, there was a phrase he used was kind of interesting. Like we didn't see the passion in Josh, I guess, that we always kind of did. And I think he needed someone like Joe Brady to kind of bring that back out in him and not, not anything against Ken Dorsey. There's completely different types of personalities. Joe Brady's a little bit more like Brian Dable when it comes to that kind of thing. But in the meantime, I think the biggest difference you've seen is really more motion, more matchups created, using more people in the passing game out of the backfield, James Cook. And I think that, you know, we've what we've seen here is Joe Brady kind of specifically game plan matchups against opponents where we didn't see that as much from Ken Dorsey, where he just maybe said, go do what we do. But that's really helped the offense kind of flourish here. But the other side of the ball, guys, I think really might be even more of a key in a change, which is you know, Sean McDermott had to deal with a lot of injuries week four and five. Tredavious White, Daquan Jones, Matt Milano. And what they've been able to do to get to this point to kind of just know their roles and schematically get back to the kind of defense they want to play, I think has been a huge lift for this team. They're playing some of the best defense they've played all year now, and that's with those guys hurt because they added Rasul Douglas to help out mitigate for Tredavious White. And I think the linebackers have really stepped up, obviously. And then Daquan Jones goes out, like I said, he comes back today. But the defensive line, um, they've done a really nice job. So I think that side of the ball has been just as important to the changes they've made. So, Sal, uh, Stephon Diggs has seen a ton of targets lately, but hasn't resulted in a lot of production. Gabe Davis has been extremely inconsistent, even though, you know, last week, four for 130, huge week for him. Do you see him being able to string together a couple good weeks here, ending the season, especially against the Patriots secondary that is, you know, banged up in in ways and knowing Bill Belichick will probably attempt to take away Stephon Diggs as much as he can? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, we, we, we wonder every week the same question, to be honest with you guys, about, you know, Gabe and what he can do. He, he can really put together big-time monster games, as we saw last week and a few weeks before that. You know, Gabe's a yards-per-catch monster when he – 
when he's on, he has five, six catches. He's going over 100 yards easily and usually a touchdown or so. Um, you know, and they have, they've missed that. Two weeks in a row, he didn't have a catch. But he's still on the field. He's a really good blocker. He's important to what they do. Uh, he can become a really big part of the passing game. And what the Bills have done here, like I said, is kind of really figure out matchup-specific stuff. And what I think the last few years, you guys have seen this, especially against the Patriots, they've really found a matchup they really like. Remember the Isaiah McKenzie game, we like to call it, right, uh, in, in New England a few years ago when he just went off. Cole Beasley was a the guy they used this with. I go back to the last time these two teams played in New England, Dalton Kincaid, that was his come-out game um, you know, for, from the tight end spot. I think James Cook had a nice day last year out of the backfield in that night game the Bills played up there. So it could be Gabe today. It could be James Cook. It could be Dalton Kincaid. What I would say is wherever you see the Bills kind of targeting early, that's the matchup they like in this one. And I agree with you. The banged-up secondary, Jabril Peppers being out. Of course, he got Josh last game of the first offensive play of the game. I think there's going to be opportunity to throw against the secondary, but it's also because the Patriots are tough to run on. I mean, they're the number one run defense in the league as far as yards per play on the ground. So I think the Bills are going to have to rely on that passing game. And, yes, I do think that Gabe Davis could be that guy if Bill Belichick says, I'm not going to let Stephon Diggs beat me. We're joined by Sal Capaccio, Bills reporter from Odyssey Sports on the Harbor One Hotline here on Football Sunday with Laird Scheim and Cadillac. How about the coaches, Sal? What are you What are you looking afar think about Bill Belichick's future, and how about McDermott? Well, you know, Bill Belichick tormented Bill fans for 20-plus years. You go back to the Giants, Super Bowl 25. He's the one that had the game plan against the Bills under Bill Parcells, and, you know, Bills um, lose that game on the final kick, but, you know, goes back a long, long time, the history to hear. So we are uh, shedding no tears for not seeing Bill Belichick on the Patriots' sideline uh, against the Buffalo Bills if that's the case. Now, that said, you know, Sean McDermott's done a nice job here over the last few years against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and, of course, a different team. The way I'd like to say it, and I – I know this doesn't play well in New England or sound well. It's not like a, not trying to be funny, but I really do think Bill Belichick's kind of been institutionalized with what he had in New England. And that's from my view of, you know, for 20 years, he had Tom Brady kind of cover up and insulate the, the warts on the team. And when they weren't great in some area, they still had Tom Brady to make up for that. Well, he's been gone, and you've seen that they haven't been able to patch up those holes. The other thing I think that's happened over that time is, I think what you've seen is mobile quarterbacks like Josh Allen beat Bill Belichick coach defenses. They're so good. They're you know, fundamentally sound. They're where they're supposed to be, but they play in structure so well to me. When they've had to play out of structure, that's where they get beat by a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, a Justin Fields last year. And the Patriots haven't responded with a quarterback like their own. So to me, I, I think his future is probably not in New England from everything I'm hearing like you guys are. But I don't really know if I'm a team out there. I, of course, I'd love to cachet at Bill Belichick. Of course, I'd love to have him break the record in, on my team's sideline. But I don't quite know Bill Belichick can really coach as much as, you know, he maybe thought of in 2023. We'll see, or in 2024 and beyond. As far as Sean McDermott is concerned, he's taking a lot of heat this year, guys. I mean, the Bills, you know, they've had a couple of really poor playoff losses. And, of course, one went just down to 13 seconds, and the Bills blew that game against the Chiefs. And the following year, last year, we had the whole thing that happened with DeMar Hamlin, which obviously played into, I think, their mindset. But, you know, the Bengals come here and they beat the Bills. And I think all year fans have said, look, unless you get to the Super Bowl, it's not good enough. And there's been a lot of people criticizing Sean McDermott. But I think this is one of his better coaching jobs the last month or so with all the injuries they've had to deal with. I think he's done a good job. And, guys, I think Sean McDermott's a heck of an NFL football coach. And if you want to move off of him in any way, he'd have a lot of opportunity to basically go somewhere else and, you know, take over a team. But we'll see you know, where it goes. And I, I don't think the Bills would do that, by the way. I think that Terry Bagula loves having Sean McDermott Brandon being the consistency they have. But he is – He's a guy that's taken, taken a lot of fire here this year, especially when they were 500 and some of the decisions that people think that he should have made differently. Sal, always a pleasure to talk to you. Happy New Year. Appreciate it, and enjoy the game today. You got it, guys. Anytime. Thank you. All right, Sal Capaccio on the Harbor One Hotline.
a critique of Bill from afar, can't handle the mobile QBs. That's been said before, but yeah. do you agree, Cadillac, with his overall assessment? They did beat Russ last week, although not quite the mobile yeah. uh, quarterback. That he, he's 35 are. now. He's not moving like he used to. I in mean, the he's 5-5 five five against Josh Allen. Like, it's... It's not like he's getting crushed by Josh Allen right. every single time. Has he gotten crushed by Josh Allen a few times? Yeah, but he's also beaten him quite a, a handful of times as well. So. Yeah, but it's also been more recently that Josh Allen's gotten him as Josh has evolved in this, you know, I guess better quarterback than he was like early on in his career when Bill said to the uh, was the Monday Night Football crew that, you know, he's he's not as good as everybody thinks he is, and they accidentally said that on air. That was, that was a Well, they, could, gaffe, they could cuss him early, and I really yeah. thought – after that, it was going to be Allen's big problem in this league. He runs mm-hmm. too much. In fact, Brady critiqued him on that. You know, he's some, yep. this year, but he has been a tank. He's yeah. been tough to he's knock out. Awesome. He that yeah. guy is unbelievable. I think the mobile QB thing really comes into play when you see Bill Belichick against Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. But I mean, then again, Lamar Jackson makes everybody look like that. So it's kind of hard to just say, oh, Bill's bad against mobile QBs when it's you know one of the best quarterbacks in football. Bill is eight and six against McDermott, I believe, all time. Of course, some of that going back pre. Uh, mess that they're in now. Yeah. But they did win this year. They won in the win game in Buffalo and Zappy can't lose on the road. This guy just wins road games. He wins so primetime games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not today, but still. Road game. No, big road game again in a tough environment uh up in Buffalo too. So I he's, mean he's hugging Bill after games. I mean he has got to be feeling he's it. got some moxie now. And I, I like it. I think it's fun. Like at a I don't see it translating long term. Like you you can't look at these games and think, oh, okay, now we now have our quarterback. You can't. No. But it's fun. Like this it's enjoyable to see, and even though I don't want them to win games because we want a better draft pick here. But no, it's it's fun to see him sort of, you know, hugging Belichick and flipping out on the sideline when Ryland's kick goes in. Like it it's cool. I just it's the not the vibes a are way answer. better. Yeah. Like for it's sure. just it's way more enjoyable. It's way more fun. There's no more sourpuss looks on the on the sidelines. There's no slamming of helmets. Yep. It's just the vibe is better, mm-hmm. and it's. I, I would have been curious to see what this season would have held if you had had that all year instead of only for you know the last five games. Right. All right. We'll discuss Zappy in a little more detail coming up next on Football Sunday. Also, Jim Harbaugh is on the market with an agent whose name you're familiar with. Shime gave it to you in trending. Is he an option to coach the Patriots next year? We'll discuss on Football Sunday on the way. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Week 17 NFL. Patriots Bills, 1 o'clock. Ken Laird, Chris Scheim in for the guys today. Gresh and Arkand are out having a zappy holiday, a zappy new year. Mike Cadillac in as well. Yo. Patriots beat reporter and the new fiance. How'd it go last night? Any nerves for that? Uh, it took a lot out of me in a good way. It was fun. Uh, it took a lot out of me. No, no, it was uh, stressful, but in a good way. So we're all good now. Now we just get to focus on ball the next two weeks. In season, no less shot. Yeah. I mean, God, she must be special. I oh, know. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Right before New Year's, too, you got you to gotta be careful with the stuff. If you give it like this, it's considered a gift. You can't get it back. Well, so we have 
Christmas, obviously, and then her birthday is January 7th. Holy So smokes. it's Christmas, now it's engagement, and now it's birthday coming up next week. So between you know writing up these games and writing up these practices and planning an engagement and buying all these gifts, it's it's been a whirlwind. I'm exhausted if you can't see it in my face. You're a busy man. I'm a busy man. But it's season's almost over. We'll get some uh, <laughs> a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a dip here. So, if the Patriots were eleven and four instead of four and eleven, <laughs> would this have happened? Or no? oh boy, probably. But I okay. wouldn't. I wouldn't have the uh, the end of the season to look forward to here because we might be playing <laughs> games through January. Well, your four and eleven Patriots, I guess, looking for win number five today. Zappy sure is. Four starts. He lost uh, on December third to the Chargers, the six nothing game. Had a good half against Pittsburgh, and they win at twenty one eighteen. The Chiefs game, a good half, a terrible second half, and they lose at seventeen twenty seven seventeen. And of course, last week. His best performance to date, spreading the ball around, mostly to Zeke. Good helping of Pop Douglas in there. A couple deep balls for uh, Devontae Parker, my man, who showed up for the first time ever in a Patriots sweater. Um, but all in all, some good, some bads. He definitely has proven something. What has he proven in, in your guys' eyes? I, I think that he's proven that he's a long-term backup in the NFL. Like he is, He should be on a roster no matter what. Whether it's you know here or in Cleveland or somewhere, mm-hmm. he should be a backup to a superstar quarterback because at worst he can come in and he can command an offense. And I think what he's proven is that he can do things that you know Mac Jones was unable to do. Five of six, twenty plus yards down the field against the Denver Broncos defense that has been much better since that you know seventy point drubbing they got back uh, at the beginning of the season by the Miami Dolphins. Couple little step ups in the pocket too, yeah. which Mac was not. He able slides to very well. Nice like little he, sl- Brady slide esque. A Brady esque yes. slide. Yeah, he moves very well in the pocket. That's always been kind of my thing is he's not mobile by any means, but he knows how to uh he sense the pressure. He doesn't panic. He kind of just slides up. He'll take the hit. Does he sometimes throw the ball at the feet of the receivers? Yeah, <laughs> but at least he doesn't turn the football over and give it, make it points for the other team, right? He's not throwing pick sixes left and right. And thing, I think that's what matters. The thing that was has been so impressive for me with Zappi is just how he's been able to adapt to a new offense this season. And yes, he he wasn't great in training camp and he got cut for it. But and at that point it was like, oh wow, this guy is because in college, both places, Western Kentucky and Houston Baptist, he was spread off and spread out. Quick throws, not gunslinger. long play calls, gunslinger type mentality. They kind of ran some of that with Matt Patricia last year with him, and that's why he might have had some success. But then this season, Bill O'Brien, long play calls, calculated matchups, uh, seven step drops, play action, right, like, like all that stuff. And he really struggled early on, and it was like, oh man, is he going to be able to handle this? But the fact that he's not only handled it, but been able to understand the system and really play well in it is impressive to me. And I think that's kind of uh, that shows that whether it's here or elsewhere, he can pick up a system and kind of roll with it and be a one to two game guy. If you need him to try and win one for you, if someone's hurt. I mean, on one hand, Denver's not great. They were in the playoff picture, but, as we saw with Russell Wilson, they had a whole fiasco going on Dude, there. Just wait until Jarrett Stidham starts today, Ken. He started one and Can't five. They, you know, That's a win. We bet in Denver? Yeah, all day. All day. <laughs> so, but I've got to be fair to Zappi. I've said all year Mac is surrounded by garbage. That still is the case, right? I mean, yep. Zappi is surrounded mm-hmm. mostly by garbage. The exact same garbage. And actually, Juju's now on the IR. I was say worse it garbage. might even be less garbage. Yeah. Like it's it's not necessarily worse garbage. It's just less of the garbage is there, and there's just more nothing. Right. It's just yeah, like he's throwing a Jalen Rager. Devontae Parker looks pretty okay. Like, and, and he was without Hunter Henry last week, who prior to that was his favorite target outside of Zeke. So I, I think you have to give Zappi some credit for you know turning garbage into mediocre lemonade.
Have you seen any <laughs> progress from Bill O'Brien calling the offense? I mean, if, if no. he's dealing with garbage as well, you, you, you take that with a grain of salt. Any creativity, anything you're impressed with. I mean, he's using Zeke in new ways in the passing game. I would give him that. Uh, we saw Jalen Rager a little bit last week. Not a whole lot new. But is that really Bill O'Brien using yeah. Zeke? Yeah, I don't know. I just throwing it's, it out there. It's more, no, because, I mean, even Ramondre last season and this season was sort of a, a dump-off kind of guy for Mac, and he had something like he had almost 70 catches last season. He had some catches this season. So I think it's just kind of a, well, Ramondre's not here, and now it's Zeke catching the football. So Well, and I think Zeke even said it in his post-game presser last week. He's like, Oh, yeah, one of the things I love about Zappi, he's not afraid to just check it down. Right, exactly. And and I think that, to me, indicates that, oh, these aren't designed for Zeke. No. It's just Zappi goes through, hits his first read, either doesn't like it and immediately goes to Zeke, or at least gets to his second read, then doesn't like it and goes to Zeke. And Zeke just loves that Zappi's like, yeah, I'm just going to turn to Zeke. And Mac was trying to do way too much early in the season. He wasn't just checking it down. Force things. Exactly. He's trying to – that's one of the reasons why he had all those interceptions and pick sixes and bad decisions, because instead of just – taking what was there, which is one of Mac's mantras, you know, you can't go broke yeah. making a profit. Instead, he was trying to throw it downfield and make a million dollars every time, and he was giving the ball to the other team. 508 texture, Zappy is going to be manhandled today. Does today look like a disaster for Zappy? Or, based on everything you guys are saying, does he just continue the, I'm getting it out in two seconds? And, That's more so what I think know, will this be. Is check down I don't think today. it'll turn into a disaster like it was with Mac Jones down the stretch in some of these games in like Dallas and uh, New Orleans or whatever. Like I I think Zappi's playing a lot smarter than Mac was in that if he doesn't have it, he is just going to check it down. And he may go 19 of 20 passing for 18 yards because he's just checking it down and he doesn't want to see it or he doesn't see it. But I, I don't think he's going to completely you know, unravel like we saw Mac Jones. Yeah, you, the way Zappy has been playing, acting, uh, I don't think he's going to fall apart. Like, right. he's not going to throw two pick sixes in this game and have a strip sack for a touchdown or anything like that. They might score no points, but it's not, he's not going to make himself look like a fool. Exactly. He's not going to constantly be turning the football over. Like, will he take a few sacks in today's game? Yep, I would almost guarantee it. And but a bunch of three and outs, like, that could happen too. But, but. that's okay because, it, ultimately, I would rather him just – tuck the ball and take the sack and punt it away and let the defense, who's been good all year, even through the injuries, has been very good all season, try and make a play. And if if that's how it is, then that's how it is. Just don't give the ball away. And I think that's been Bill's big thing and why he likes the way Zappi has played the last four weeks is if Zappi sees, doesn't see what he likes, he's just going to tuck it, and that's okay, and you can just take the sack. You can deal with that loss and punt it away. It's way better to do that than to just throw an interception and screw your team. Who's back next year? Who are the on offense? Who are the offensive locks to be back for the Patriots? I think Zappi, you're feeling good about as in some role, right? He's, he's a backup. He's competing for the starter spot, whatever it is. Ramondre he's, will be back mm-hmm. because Lord knows if Zeke will actually – with the way Zeke's playing, he'll probably get a contract to actually yeah. play for a competitor next year. So I doubt he'll be back. Uh, as much as I would love to have him back, I-, I wouldn't be shocked if Hunter Henry comes back. Really, I think I that's think he's wh- gone. It's tough because he is a team captain. He's a pretty solid leader, and guys, you know, look towards him to kind of steer the way. But he also signed the- such a huge contract here last time, and he's going to have to take a pay cut no matter what on the open market. Does he take that pay cut to come back here, or does he just end up going elsewhere? That's kind of how I look at it, and. I think they're going to try and pay him. I just don't know how much money he's going to make. And then on the offensive line, it's like David Andrews, Cole Strange, just because Cole Strange is under contract, right. and that's it. The rest of your offensive line is massive question marks. On when you so, I mean, those guys have played a lot lately. Yeah. Not particularly well in some cases, but, you know, better than expected, I guess, on the other hand. 
And then you got Pop Douglas, who I think is probably back at some point. Oh, yeah. 100%. He's a, yep. a depth guy for you. But other than that, it is a wide open But the thing field. is, you have Parker and Juju under contract, like, and they're tough to get out of. So unless you want to carry dead money. Well, the Parker contract isn't as difficult to get out that's of. That's fair. Uh, the Juju contract, also, because of the money, the way it was scheduled, like, it's not hard to get out of. You have to eat some dead cap. Yeah, but you have a crap load of cap. And I, yeah, I just don't fair. think, I think with Zappy quarterback, Juju hasn't been horrendous. Like, right. he has been... Okay, he's he's definitely not what you paid for. He's definitely not been as good as Jacoby Myers, but he hasn't been as horrendous as he was the first ten weeks of the season. So I think you can easily get out of Parker. I don't think he's here next year. I think Juju does come back next year, especially if for whatever reason they run it back with like Zappy, which I don't want and I don't think anybody wants. But if, if that's around, I, I definitely think Juju's back. Um, and then you and then pops back, and then it's just kind of you have to fill things out. Like there's a decent amount of receivers in this market this year guys like Mike Evans guys like T Higgins should come available so there's opportunity to sign a bigger quote-unquote name Mm -hmm. but uh, you're gonna have to find something and I don't hate the idea of Juju being back here healthy full offseason and and, uh, granted he didn't really get healthy this offseason but full season healthy yes another year older I think 29 years older I forget how old he is but um, you mentioned it. He, he was fine with Zappy in there. And I think with whether it's a new system or whether it's Bill O'Brien back with just better quarterback play, I think he's going to have a better season than he did this year. So. Speaking of contracts, Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh has hired NFL agent Don Yee to represent him going forward, signaling a possible interest in coming back to the pro ranks. Multiple reports this morning throwing that out there. Of course, uh, Tom Brady's connection there is uh, Jimmy G, too. Yeah, Jimmy yep. G. Looms interesting. We'll talk to Tommy Curran about that, too, coming up. I, I want to get his thoughts on it. I mean, not only could Harbaugh be an option for the Patriots, he could be a Bills option if they flame out and McDermott goes away. He um, has to be the number one option on the market, right? It's like ben Johnson. you look at the guys in the league. Yeah, Ben Johnson last night didn't really help Ben Johnson's case. But overall, yeah, Ben Johnson definitely top of the market. Guys like Frank Smith and and my guy Bobby Slowick are in the conversation. Guy like Mike McDonald in Baltimore yep. is going to absolutely get um, head coaching buzz this offseason. But Jim Harbaugh is the the white whale uh, of this offseason. Yeah, right. and I think you, you look at, too, the uh, the contract situation with him where he, apparently there was a deal on the table where it was like an extension, but he couldn't negotiate with NFL teams this season. The fact that you bring an NFL agent on you, like he, he's going to move. He's going to move on from Michigan. It's, it sounds like that's the case. Tom E. Curran is in Buffalo. Our uh, Patriots insider will join us next. It's WEI Football Sunday. Laird Scheiman Cadillac with you until what? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.